Hello, I'm Darren Heath and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today's podcast is going to look at flexible working, and in particular, working from home. It's a topic I know you've long held some strong views on, Caroline, but the COVID-19 crisis has suddenly given it a whole new meaning, and for many, shed a different light on it. Yes, indeed, Darren. Flexible working is a widespread concept nowadays, but I'm a little taken aback by the number of people who are still seemingly 100% against it. In a previous role, where we were exceeding the building's health and safety capacity at around 150%, I worked with my property and facilities team to come up with a new design which had different types of working spaces for different needs. Some more hot desking or airport lounge type scenarios, others where people could work undisturbed, out of the flow of other people, etc. One of the key premises of the change we wanted to introduce was to request that for most roles people would need to work from home on a regular basis, maybe once or twice a week. Clearly provision would be made for equipment, and if anyone had specific issues around working from home, they would of course be listened to. But something needed to be done, not only in terms of meeting individuals' preferences for this part of flexible working, but also just to ensure we weren't endorsing and responsible for continuing what was in fact an unsafe and unhealthy environment. One of the senior leadership team, my colleague, couldn't accept the proposal and did everything he could to undermine it. What it came down to, speaking with him, was that he had a fear that people would not be working if they were at home. The evidence shows, however, that people are very productive when working from home, as are part-time workers. They pack a lot in, and when working from home, the usual travel time becomes work time. I know myself, when working from home, I have to remind myself to stop for lunch, and also to stop at a decent time in the evening, as I find I can get so engrossed in my work in a way which is not possible in the office. I believe we should look at outputs rather than inputs. If someone is delivering, then why should I be checking on where they are and what they're doing during the day? Do I do that when they're in the office? If I have an issue, on the other hand, with their performance, then that needs to be discussed. At the Institute of Business Ethics, in a seminar I attended, they mentioned the case of a person who for years only worked a couple of hours a week. They worked from home, their boss didn't check in on them, And what they did was subcontract the IT work for which they were responsible to someone in China who did it at much lower cost. The truth came out in the end, but up until then, the work was getting done and everyone was happy. Clearly, this is a case of lack of integrity and ethics, as the person in question was essentially being untruthful. And the case is unfortunate, as it can give ammunition to the argument that people are not to be trusted when working from home. For most roles, this scenario would not be possible, though as one would hope that managers have more contact with their staff than was the case in this instance. But how do you make a remote working relationship work without constantly checking up on someone? I think there needs to be give and take, and a reasonable assumption that someone will always be contactable within the normal working hours. So, if you need to pop out to the shops or dentist, and it's not during a normal lunchtime, then you need to make people aware. Good discipline such as putting meetings and calls, and even own thinking time in the calendar is helpful as are out-of-office messages, or even a quick note to your boss at the beginning of the day. It's when people can't reach others spontaneously and don't understand why that they start to worry and imagine the worst. Flexible working is also a bit of an art, too. How do you ensure people are coming together physically every so often, as that's got to be healthy too, right? And how do you deal with the conundrum of which days people should take off? If office space isn't the issue, then does everyone take the same day off so they can all be in on the same days for physical meetings? Or do you spread the days so that the office isn't like a ghost town on one particular day? 
I think over time you have to get used to having someone dialing into the meetings, as long as it's not always the same person. And we really do need to embrace technology more. I've heard recently, though, about an IT firm that has mandated staff to be in the office during all working hours. They say it helps innovation. However, if by banning flexible working in this way you attract a non-diverse team, then innovation is going to be an issue for you, as research shows quite clearly that diverse teams make for more innovative companies. When I worked in a number of roles with my teams spread around the world, I needed to work in a different way. I couldn't have everyone in the same place all the time. So I learned to use telephony, email and other technologies such as video conferencing or Skype to communicate effectively. As Malcolm Gladwell points out in The Tipping Point, we have the capacity at work to get to know circa 150 people and we'll work well and collaborate with that number. If our organisation or division gets bigger, then we lose the connection with the greater number and will not be as collaborative. If we've never met someone and only spoken to them on the phone or by email, for instance, we're more likely to be aggressive or uncooperative with them. So I always found it a good idea to get my team members to meet physically at some point, after which they would be able to communicate virtually without problem. It's very difficult to be rude to or difficult with someone you actually have met and know what they look like. Some people quite naturally find it difficult to be disciplined, working from home or in a remote office on their own. There are too many distractions, or not enough, and they're simply not used to it. Like anything else, it comes with practice. Looking at younger generations, we see people are more comfortable mixing work and pleasure, in a sense. So, for example, stopping for coffee at a Starbucks and doing some work whilst having a hot drink there, in a different surrounding, is quite normal for many. Meetings with colleagues or clients similarly are held at Costas and Pretz around the world, and some offices are even designed to have more of a coffee lounge atmosphere. An extreme example is Google offices, where there are games rooms and free food and drink. But where this was something during the last few decades which made people feel like work was a home from home, and indeed people were encouraged to stay all the hours there are, which isn't necessarily that healthy either. Nowadays, with traffic congestion, public transport deficiencies, and general worry about our carbon footprint as well as pandemics, the trend is moving much more towards home becoming a workplace. If you haven't thought it through for you and your team yet, it's worth considering what you could do so you don't find you get left behind on this one. Indeed, they say young people are looking more and more at how they work as opposed to what they work at. So if you want to attract the best people, it's worth really challenging your relationship with flexible working and thinking through what kind of strategy you'll implement in the future. Well, Caroline, plenty of food for thought as people and habits are indeed changing and the requirements of external factors are forcing change. There's no doubt you will have been prompted by recent events to consider your approach for the future, and I hope you'll join us both again for next week's podcast, where Caroline will continue the theme and talk about dealing with challenge from wherever you happen to be working. Till then, goodbye from us, and thanks for listening. 